Welcome to Golden Topics, which are personal discussions with a variety of professionals on critically important elder issues. Hi, my name is Miri Toffman. I'm a mother of three, a gerontologist, and an attorney specializing in elder law. My focus is helping senior citizens to stay in control when they reach significant junctions in their lives. I am a member of STEP, which is a global society of trust and estate practitioners. I lecture on estate planning, and I write on various sites about the relationship between children and their elderly parents and the daily needs of the intergenerational family. These podcasts are personal discussions with a variety of professionals and are intended for anyone who is interested in being enriched with knowledgeable information regarding significant crossroads for seniors. Let's get started. I hope you enjoy it. And today we're going to talk to Shirley Kaumi, who is a social worker who deals with old age and health issues about ageism and its impact on our day to day. So thank you very, very much, Shirley, for joining us. Welcome. Happy to be here. We're happy very much that you're here. And why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, so my name is Shirley Kalmi. Um, I'm a social worker like for 15 years now. Um, I worked in an old age home in the north and then uh, for 10 years in geriatric department in Chalet Tzedek in the hospital and also rehabilitation there. And now I work in Maccabi, Kupakhulin Maccabi, um, both in um, clinics and also at uh, home visits for elderly that cannot come to to the doctor. Right. Okay. So today we're discussing ageism, but let's start from the beginning. Can you define what ageism is? And also there's this term self-ageism. So if you can discuss a little bit about those ter- that term as well, that would be great. Okay. So ageism is actually a process of stereotyping or discrimination uh, against individuals or groups on the basis of their age. It's uh, seeing someone on the street who is old and automatically thinking automatic thoughts about him, like he, he might be slow or he doesn't understand or he's, he doesn't hear well automatically. These automatic thoughts, uh, they, they go on to us and, um, and it, it implies on how we reach to this person. Um, self-ageism is when someone thinks negative things about themselves, about their age. Um, I'm too old to do this. Um, there was a very interesting research, actually, um, done by uh, physical therapists that they saw, they measured uh, how fast people walk. And, and they also ask them questionnaires about what they think about their age. So the people who thought positive things about their age actually walked faster. That's amazing. So it has real impacts about um, everyone's, like even basic things like walking. You know, it's really funny that you mentioned walking. You and I are both on the sa- in the same uh, WhatsApp group, and there was this post today about this Chinese guy who did the catwalk at the age of 80. Did you see that? I didn't get to it yet. So there's this uh, 80-year-old model, guy model, okay, uh, from China, who, who said that um, 
He only started actually working out in the gym at the age of 70. Wow. Obviously, <laughs> takes very good care of himself. I mean, he eats properly and whatever, but he only started going to the gym at the age of 70. And one of his things was to go on the catwalk, and uh, he did. He did. Wow. Actually, shirtless. And you know what? But Sam, he doesn't really have a lot. And he's 80. It was, it was very, it's very cool. You should have a look when you have. Wow. I, yeah, I look at it. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't have self ageism, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no. But I know many people who do. Who think this week I was speaking to a lady in Akubat Khorim and she told me, I look at the mirror and I see an old woman there and I, and I say, oh, God, like. It's terrible. And I thought, I so the self-ageism here is, is really terrible. And it makes her feel so bad about herself. So we tried to talk about it, about how to look look at her age in a more positive way. It'll affect her mood for, for sure. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we all say, you know, that if you say to yourself positive thinking or positive thoughts, then you can do things and it impacts your life. And it, it probably also impacts self-ageism, self as you said. If you're saying, I'm too tired, I'm too old, I can't learn this, this is new, this is difficult for me. Great. Computer technology probably that people find very frustrating and then they also... They don't even try because they right. think that you won't understand. Right. It's science. Too bad. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I was thinking you're 100% right. It's It's such a we we do it to ourselves we do it to ourselves all the time but as we get older as we do it to ourselves even more right so as long as we we talk about this thing called ageism and we bring it up to our acknowledgement then we're actually um doing the best for our own future um it'll impact our future for sure because um we'll think positive things about ourselves and also, I'll talk at the end about education and how how we um, teach our children to be uh, less ages, and it's really important. It's really important. Now, there's a, something else I was just thinking about. I had a client recently come up to me, and it was not the first time I've heard this, where she said, you know, my daughter lives out of town, so sometimes she comes visits me, and I actually sometimes make my doctor appointments on the days that she comes visit because she has a car it's just easier for me if she comes with me to the doctor but what happens is when she sits at the doctor and suddenly i'm no longer there i'm like non-existent because the doctor for some reason assumes that i'm deaf or dumb or bone he doesn't address me at all in the conversation he actually speaks to my daughter and i remember once telling the doctor, I was really frustrated. I said to him, I'm right here. I can hear you fine. I'm the right. right. Yeah, right. People uh, feel that all the time. I worked in a hospital for 10 years and I saw, I saw sometimes not out of um, um, bad, uh, you know, habits or something, but out of the pressure of a lot of work. But people come to the ER. And automatically, the doctors or the nurses, they talk to the family, they don't talk to the person. Whereas two people come with the same um, uh, complaints, and one of them is 20 and the other one is, is 80, then automatically, they would want to treat the 20-year-old first. And it's so unfair. And we'll say that they're more, you know, their lives is more precious than the 80-year-old. 
A hundred percent. You're absolutely right. So mm -hmm. what does actually our age tell us about ourselves? Does our age tell us anything about ourselves? So I think each one should uh, honestly ask themselves, uh, what do I think about my age? Um, some people, um, I, especially women, are very ashamed to say their age uh, in certain ages. And uh, I went once to a conference about ageism, and they, they um, gave each one a sticker to put on the, on the shirt. And they, they gave a, a marker, and we had to write our age. And it was like, and, and we saw that some ladies put it on. They were ashamed of their age. I asked, my mother has a friend who, she doesn't know how old she is. She never told her. So why, how did we get to this uh, point where we have to be ashamed of our age? It's, um, an, an age only tells us about how many years uh, passed since we were born. Nothing else more. Um, you know, people can uh, feel uh, young and energetic just like when they're 70, just like 30. Uh, it's all in the head. It's all inside. So true. A, they, there's thing that people say age is just a number. You can meet two people on, on the street. They're both 70, let's say. One feels and acts like he's 13. And the other feels and acts like he's 90. Just because he just acts old. But that's nothing to do with the age. He was probably acting like that way before he became 70. It's just, you know, rationale. Right. Today I met, um, it, it was amazing. There was an old lady, I went to a home visit and the person who took care of her was her daughter-in-law. And the daughter-in-law, she had so much on her shoulders. She was taking care of both a, a husband who was handicapped and her mother-in-law. And she looked much older than the mother-in-law who was um, a journalist and she wrote articles and she was very young <laughs> so it was amazing how yeah it's it's all inside our head it's all in our head it's so true yeah so ageism how does it impact our daily life i'm assuming it impacts a lot of things can you give right. some examples yeah so actually there's different areas where we see the impact um we talked about the medical area so right. let's talk about media a little bit but we see the commercials. Uh, we don't see um, uh, old people um, advertising products. It doesn't advertise. It's not cool. It's not, um, you know, but we have to say, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't sell. So we have to see young people all the time. Or journalists, um, actors, politicians usually are more young people. We see on the TV, we see young people like actors on series, um, most of them are young and they give certain uh, roles for older people, um, like usually more um, angry or sad. Um, it's, we don't see a lot of old people in, um, in main, uh, you know, main uh, roles. Characters, right? right? Characters, and yeah, it's very, we can see the discrimination very much in the media um also in workplaces we right. saw right now in the corona uh the social security gained grants for people who lost their jobs in the covid but they didn't give them to people who 
were past retirement age. And it's really discrimination because they were working, they lost their job because of COVID, but they didn't get the grant. And it's, it's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. Also, I think, I think at the workplace, I find it actually um, very sad that sometimes when there is somebody who is younger, who is in charge of somebody who is older, um, they treat them already as if they're half out the door and they're less important as a voice in the, in the uh, workplace. It's not so important to listen to what they have to say. Some right. right. Um, yeah. We see that a lot. Yes. And also, um, finding a job, uh, on certain ages is almost impossible. I mean, a lot of companies look for young people, um, because I don't know it, I guess it looks better, but actually it's exactly the opposite because old people, they don't like go out to, um, maternity, um, leads, right. right. And they have a lot of time. They don't have little children that they have to leave and go pick them up. Um, a lot of experience so it should be the opposite actually but we don't we don't see it that way it's true you know it's funny when you mention that because i who am not that who am not yet considered on the way to pension um before i decided to become self-employed and i was looking for a job and because i'm over 40 people already put me in the category of too old wow yeah, interesting <laughs> to see. I remember spe speaking to somebody goes, but you're old, and I'm like, are you serious? Was <laughs> 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 very weird. So I I can just imagine kind of the people who are older than me. What kind of what kind of reactions they get when they're looking for a job? When yeah. actually, exactly like you said, they have way more experience, and they can show people things. They're also probably calmer because they don't have the pressure of going home and taking care of your children. They don't have the maternity leave, like you explained. So it's really silly not to use all that manpower, which is very, very precious. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's not fair. It's, it, it causes them to go into um, uh, financial pressures and... Um, you know, the, the kids bad zikna that, that they get is, is nothing. It's really, it's, it's a joke. And, um, it's really too bad. It's like that. It's true. You know, I was thinking about it because the lifespan has become longer than what it used to be. Mm -hmm. Suddenly all these kupot gamin and pension accounts and bitur zikna are not really sustainable for so many years. And now people live longer. And so I do have to, they have to work for a longer time in order to be able to, you know, to sustain themselves in the way that they want to. Um, and, and it really is more difficult for them. The whole yeah. system, we sort of resort itself out because it's really not working for people who are living long lives. Right, right. I just, I heard just now, like lately, they, they had the, um, uh, moved forward the age of, um, I think, women uh, until 70, uh, the age of work. I think it, it just, uh, you know, it's it's going on right now. So things are moving. Um, you know, some ladies don't like it so much. <laughs> but uh, 
but things aren't moving and I think for the better. Well, that's, that's really good. Yeah. What, I don't know if we touched this, we might've touched this, so tell me if we did, but there were like some hidden and some obvious messages that we were raised on regarding ages and that probably impact the way A, we see things and also the way we, you know, transfer this information onwards. Yeah, sure. No, we didn't talk about it. I, I wanted to address it. Um, so first of all, inside the family, uh, we can start to do a research about our family. What were the messages that we got there uh, in terms of our grandparents? How were they treated? Did they have a say in the family when we sat in, um, you know, meals for Shabbat and holiday? Were they a part of the meal or were they sitting in the side and not feeling so much part of everyone? Um, did they get, uh, were they part of getting decisions for the family? Um, so these are things that without us uh, knowing, we had messages going inside and it infects uh, what we think about the old uh, life. And, um, and also the messages we get from the society. You know, in Hebrew, there's a, there's a saying, the world is, uh, belongs to the, to the young people. Right. Um, it's a message that, you know, everybody knows it. And actually, it says, wait a second, old people don't belong. They're not part of society. Or take, for instance, um, senior homes. The whole idea of senior homes, which, you know, there's a lot of po positive things in it, but the whole idea is closing them in closed places and not having them being part of the community. And why? We should ask, why is that? Why can't um, the environment in the neighborhood be accessible for old people in turn, instead of them having have to leave their homes and going to a senior home? Or activities in the matnas, um, you know, the youth, youth groups, um, why aren't there activities for different ages together? Right. And, yes. No, that's true. Everybody can actually benefit if it was a mixed, mixed age group activity. Um, I'm sure you saw also there was this program called Shwanin Alba, or I think it was Shwanin Alba. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which yes. was beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. I cried every scene, every scene. <laughs> but it was, um, when you had like the, the kindergarten that came to the Betava, the senior home, and they did activities together and how it impacted the people there, they became suddenly more lively. They felt happier. Their well-being was better. Their yeah, it was amazing how the, how it impacted them. And they also, they, they did, they really measured like different, um, physical abilities and cognitive abilities, um, before and after. And it was great improvement. It was amazing. And also the kids, it was so natural for them. And they, they enjoyed so much. And it was really amazing to see it. It was, it was amazing to see it. There yeah. was this article I read quite a while ago in New Zealand. Um, it was very funny. There was this woman who bought an, an, uh, an apartment in a building. Mm -hmm. And she suddenly realizes that all the people in the building are older people, much, much older people. And then she realizes what happened was that this group got together and decided to buy 
apartments in this building because for for their social purposes and she didn't realize that she went into this building she moved in and she says she she was interviewed she says it's the best place ever everybody is my grandmother everybody takes care of me they all make food for me they're all calling to make sure i'm okay before wow, i'm amazing <laughs> and she thought it was the best thing ever and that's amazing that really shows that we can the young people can provide so much from being in interactions with all people actually my my kids have a magazine where um we get every month and this this month there was a beautiful article about different activities that grandchildren can do with their grandparents and i was so happy to see it because the things are starting to move for right. better places and there's more talking about it and also the covid we talked a lot about the old people um, being home alone and can't go out and we have to protect them. They were more, you know, raised up to the knowledge of the whole society and that's really important. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it really impacted the fact that they couldn't go anywhere. It impacted their physical well-being and their mental well-being. The fact that they said on yeah. that they were isolated. Yeah, we see many, many patients that they just went down during the COVID um, because they were isolated and, and they couldn't go out and mentally it was terrible. And I see many patients now that just now they're going out and they suddenly feel like something has changed. Um, they're not the same like they were before and they're trying, starting to treat themselves and yeah, and it's very, the impacts are hard. Yeah, it does. So what, what can we do when you come across ageism? What do you suggest? Okay, so what I think is, first of all, to give the person the ability to, um, to show them that they're in the center, to show them that we care about them. If we see something going on, like in the ER, um, a lot of times I was standing next to a doctor that talked to the family and not to him. And I, I automatically addressed the old person and I said, how do you feel about it? You know, and I showed the doctor how to act. It was very important. Or one time I went, uh, not, not in work. I went to buy myself falafel and there was this lady there with her caregiver and she was in a wheelchair. And she couldn't, um, the, the, the seller was behind the counter. He was too, it wasn't in the same, uh, right. level. Yeah. Right. Right. And, um, she couldn't get to him. She couldn't tell him what she wants in the pita. And, um, and they had, I helped her actually to say what to the seller, what she wants, but the simplest thing would do just to go around the counter and talk to her and you know um, look in her eyes and see what she wants so yeah just to treat them to to give them the treatment that they deserve i think you're so right you know i think i think social media has, has become, turned us into very impatient people everything needs to be fast 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 and when something doesn't go as fast as we expect it to and we don't bother dressing the person slowly or maybe louder or just looking into their eyes or going across the counter because it's so much easier to just move on to the next person because, you know, we're, we're so busy, busy, busy trying to do things so quickly, quickly, quickly. Right. right. And 
Exactly. We don't have patience for the, and also the, the connection between the people is so important because yeah, she got, at the end, she got what she wanted, but she didn't feel that the salesman, you know, she, he didn't see her and she didn't feel she was treated. So yeah, it feels very uncomfortable, very um, humiliating even. I'm sure it doesn't feel very humiliating, especially if somebody's already in a wheelchair. She already feels so, uh, she's already feeling not mobile. She's already feeling restricted herself. So if somebody, you know, probably pushes her just to realize it even more, makes her go home feeling really not good. Really? Yeah, exactly. And also education. Education is very important. I really believe from a young age, even to put it into the, um, education you know into schools um and talking to kids about it and uh, my kids when they see something like a commercial automatically they say no oh, that's ageism and i say okay oh, your children surely <laughs> yeah, i know but it shows how much it's important from the young age to to, to educate them uh to see the old people around them not not to treat them like they're transparent and um it's really really important and they'll grow to be grown people who will respect older people and um, at the end also respect themselves that's true and they'll be much better people for it because as you as we know when we, we were talking about that program 80 and 4 they children really you know, the children did not discriminate the el the elder people because of their age at all. But what happens is at some point, they learn from the adults that there is a way to look at them, which they weren't thinking about before. And you're right, right. If you put it into the system very early on, um, then then it won't, you know, that won't be becoming an issue anymore. They'll stay on the same ground that they were when they were younger, and they'll be able to actually, you know, be more respectful which will right. make us better people. And also, you know, the, the, the people themselves, as, because all of us are going to grow old. These kids are going to grow old exactly. and want to be treated nicely at the end of the day. So, yeah, as exactly. the same way that they would want to be treated themselves. Really yeah. Really important. Yeah, exactly. And also, um, I call, you know, I, uh, I talk to the old people not to be ashamed to speak for themselves. And I had this wonderful old lady I talked to that said that she went to a lecture. And at the end of the lecture, um, the teacher said, uh, okay, whoever has questions. And there were some hands, uh, you know, in the air. And and they he chose only the young people to talk. And he was, like, not seeing her at all. And she had a question. So at the end, she just stood up and she said, I have a question too. So... Um, not to give up, not to say, okay, never mind. No, it does mind. Your, your voice has to be heard, heard your loud and clear. Likely she got up because as you said, most people would give up on that. Most people right. would just think, whatever, forget it. I'm not going to make right. a scene, but it right. was call a kavod to her that she got up and she didn't give up on it. And she wanted to show people I matter. I'm here in the room. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So not to be afraid to say your your words loud and clear. It's fun. I'm hoping that a be, maybe because of COVID, it brought a little bit more to the surface of of older people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, because lifespan is getting longer, and we are all realizing as a community, as a country, as a system, that things need to change. Mm-hmm. And also, people themselves, as they grow older, find their voice and realize that things need to change and are are making waves. And you know, they're not sitting quietly anymore, which is which is exactly what what should be done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's exactly where we're going. And the more we talk about it, the better it'll be. Well, well I'm I'm really happy we did talk about it. I don't think we talk about it nearly as an nearly enough. I'm hoping that more sessions like like this or other sessions to do with ageism would come up and you know would it would become more of a spotlight discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's many many materials you can look up on YouTube. Um, just write ageism that you'll find a lot of examples throughout the world. It's very um, in the world they talk about it a lot now. I recommend looking up the friends. Oh, that's really good to know. Okay, that's really good to know. Uh, technology is amazing, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything yeah. on Google. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for this conversation. It was a very informative and very, very pleasant conversation and very fun and interesting. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Golden Topics. I hope you enjoyed it and that it provided you with important information. Do not forget to click and subscribe to Golden Topics so that you can stay updated on my upcoming podcasts. And of course, please share and invite family and friends to listen so that they can also benefit from the information discussed here. You are also welcome to visit my website, www.lawmirit.com and to follow me on Facebook for more information regarding intergenerational estate planning and the various needs of the elderly population. I'm already waiting for you with my coffee in the next episode. Oh.